Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here. We're in our guest segment here. Thank you for staying with us through our intro feature. Really glad you could join us, and this is an extremely important topic. With all the panicking going on, and people are worried about pooping and toilet paper, and they're obsessed with it, uh, a lot of us are forgetting to check our spiritual meters. And in just a moment, we're going to be joined by Steve Coyle from stevecoyle.com and also Gen6, and we're going to be talking about how biblical prophecy is coming into play in a very, very big way. And I, someone had called me and said, hey, Steve did a great interview on this radio show about this. And I instantly contacted Steve and he graciously agreed to come on with us. And I'm really glad he could. And I got to tell you, <laughs> um, I'm caught in the middle of so many things right now. We're moving my son out of his dorm. Uh, as his university is closing down, I'm sure, for the rest of the year. And we're lucky if that's all it is. And uh, his roommate, who he went to grade school with, his parents were out of state. We're trying to help with that as best we can. Um, and so yeah, I'm squeezed between tasks. But I took time out here because I wanted to get Steve on and talk about this because it's such an important topic. And we're gonna, we really limited our guest segment, or excuse me, our intro segment, so we could expand on our guest segment with Steve to take advantage of this. We're brought to you by preparewithdave.com and let me tell you is there a delay yeah there's a delay and listen I, I say this lovingly I've warned my audiences for years to get prepped and I said if you wait for the crisis to appear it's going to be too late and all of you out there raising your hand say Dave said that he said that probably a hundred times and worth that time now but here's the thing you don't know how long you're going to be in this crisis you don't know how long the lockdown's going to be and i'm telling you the lockdown's coming soon all the indicators i get from every source i have is martial law preparations are in vogue right now they're in preparation to lock us down not not voluntary mandatory the only reason they haven't already done it is because they weren't ready and you don't know how long you're going to be involved in this and our company is still shipping at preparewithdave.com but there is a delay so you say, well, I have enough maybe for two or three months. Well, that's about what you're going to be delayed. And like I said, I'm sorry, but we warned you. And I just had this conversation with Bob Griswold. He said, Dave, we've warned these people for years. So don't take this as a chastisement. Take it as a kick in the backside to do what you need to do for your family. Preparewithdave.com. We're also brought to you by uh, the Gen 6 conference that's coming up. And we're going to have to talk to Steve about any preparation, special preparations that they're going to have to take, although I'm sure there's a lot that's unknown right now. We're going to get into that with Steve. And then finally, when we bring Steve on in just a second, we're going to be talking to him extensively about the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, the fact that we're probably, and not probably, most likely are in the tribulation. And let's not ignore our spiritual component, our spiritual life as we go into this crisis. Yes, you need to prep. You need to be in your reptilian brain. And yes, it is a scary time. I won't deny that. But if you neglect your spiritual side, you're cutting out your biggest ally. Steve, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. Well, thank you, Dave. And uh, if you don't mind, I'll just talk to people about Branson really quick. Please. Obviously, we can't have a live uh, conference due to the fact that the governor of Missouri, as other governors, are forbidding specific uh, groups over 10, uh, 15. They obviously had an outbreak of coronavirus in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, an infected student, infected everybody. So it's going to be a live stream only. I'm rushing forward into May, not July. Everybody who signed up for registration to be there in person, my apologies, but I cannot allow, you know, and will not allow people to be put into harm's way. Yes. One coronavirus would lock down 
or one person that would be diagnosed or claimed to be diagnosed, then 2,000 plus people would be put into quarantine and Branson couldn't handle it and it would be a nightmare. Plus, I believe in the nefarious uh, undertaking to undermine Christians and to literally take out Christians. So I think it's really important that people understand they can go to gen6.com, uh, they can sign up for live streaming. When they sign up for live streaming, they will get uh, the 2020 DVDs in addition to the live streaming. Uh, all those speakers have agreed to do whatever we got to do. So it will be, uh, I think, excellent information. A lot of people said, Dave, yeah, we wanted to go to Branson, but thank you for caring about us. I spent 35 years of my life trying to get people at the right place at the right time, never the wrong place at the wrong time. I prayed that. And now, you know, uh, uh, the events taking place behind the scenes are so evil that I cannot put people into evil, uh, what we say, into harm's way, and I won't. So what is important to me in this time is that people understand that the information is that critical. So uh, fantastic, we'll be live streaming it. And I think people should understand this too, that by the time we're looking for, you know, uh, mid-April, uh, no later than the 1st of May, to get it out to everybody, the information is that important. And I think that's critical that, that we take this seriously. And Dave, you know, we've been warning and warning and warning and warning and warning and warning and warning. Warning and warning and warning and warning. And the scorning and scorning and scorning just keeps coming on. So now we see that people are more concerned with their bottoms, meaning the toilet paper, yeah, yeah. than they are with the food. When you're seeing, uh, you know, panic for toilet paper, my brain goes, oh, wait a minute, don't they have to eat first? And there, there's no pot for the food. And that's what, uh, you know, really bothers me that the idea is this, that, you know, that toilet, toilet paper is, should be, no pun intended, but it should be the last thing on the list because food first. Exactly. And I tell you this, my background sources have told me that the president had a meeting yesterday before his announcement, and he basically was told, Mr. President, there is no food in the pipeline. And, you know, there's a lot of people arguing over it. And one of the four horsemen is plague. And plague is in the land. And I've heard some crazy stuff, Dave. One of the things I want to address, if, if China is all back to work, and, you know, then why are there empty containers on both sides of the Pacific, i.e. in China and in uh, the U.S.? Why are letters of credit not being honored? Why, then, have the skies over China cleared up? It's because there are no factories producing. So I categorically want to say that the people claiming that China is just back to normal, it's a categoric lie. They've changed their story five different times. Uh, Italy happens to be telling the truth, and their deaths have doubled overnight. So here's the thing. I maintain that the majority of Christians do not believe the Bible. I believe they do not believe Matthew 24. I think they believe the book of Revelation is an allegory. And even pagans, total mockers of God and total mockers of the Bible and Jesus himself, are quoting Revelation to the, to the shrimp of uh, They're quoting the book of Revelation more than Christian pulpits are. Yes. So the, the problem that I have really simply is this. 
that people don't recognize the time we live in. They don't take the word of God seriously. And the idea is, is that this could be literal, that it scares them, Dave. And that's what I think that's what we're going to address tonight. Well, this is why, as I said in the opening, we can't neglect our spiritual life because it's our spiritual life that will calm us down and enable us to make rational decisions. Right. And, and again, you know, uh, how can it be any clearer? And I want to make something. Steve, before you go on, though, I don't want to leave the Branson thing yet. Okay. You're talking about, do you have any firm dates yet for the live stream or is that still in works? Yes. yes. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Thank you for bringing me back that day. May 12th through the 14th. And um, it's going to be I, it's going to be amazing. The neat thing is is that I think people will have an understanding, and it's going to be the DVDs. My goal is to well, these things are being recorded, and you've been there, so you know how much production goes into it. Yeah, I do. They they will the DVDs. I'm going to push to have out in two weeks because there's so many people that want to stay put, and I really believe. You know, I thought. I, and I've said it, I'm on record, that God wants literally Branson. I've also said this is the last one for all the reasons you've been talking about, you've been writing about, and I've been screaming about. And so I just want everyone to understand that, you know, it's they can go on gen6.com, sign up for that, and the date is there, and also live streaming. Anybody who live streams, they can live stream the 2019 last year's for free. They can basically count on a DVD set, so we're given two times the amount of money, and I, it was out of my control. And, and that was how we came up with the, decide, uh, the decision to go ahead and live stream only, because again, Dave, you know they're gonna shut everything down, but I believe God wants his truth out, and he's gonna make sure it does. Yeah, I think in May we're still gonna have internet, but I look at some point, if this is an extended crisis, we'll lose that option come the fall. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, uh, people think that the four horsemen of the apocalypse are an allegory. I wrote an article on the return to Exodus. Never since the Exodus in the Bible, in the Old Testament, have we had locust plagues of this magnitude. They're 60 miles long. There's multiple, by the way. They're uh, 25, uh, 60 miles wide, 25 miles long, and I'm told 500 feet tall, you know, above ground level, and there's three of the plagues. They've already wiped out China, and China could not feed their people before all the hogs got slaughtered, all of the chickens got slaughtered, and now their fields have been eaten by locusts, and now, Dave, those are moving into uh, Southeast Asia, Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, and that's where some of the uh, biggest rice fields are, obviously Vietnam, and that's what feeds China, too. So when a nation can't feed itself, it's got two solutions, internal civil war or internal population, excuse me, internal depopulation. If anybody knows the history of China, you will find out that the different empires, the different dynasties are absolutely filled with the emperors and the dynastic emperors killing a lot of their people in the millions. And again, we've watched, and this is critical because the four horses of the uh, apocalypse, let me just, they symbolize pestilence, war, famine, and death. Hello, that's what we're seeing across the planet, but not to the degree of the Georgia Guidestones, or even in this country, the United States of America, the amount of deaths that are going to be attributed 
to the globalists and, you know, the Deagle report, you've reported on it, I've reported on it, and people simply have got to understand, they're not kidding about how many people they are going to destroy in this country. Biological warfare is a higher form of killing. So I believe, Dave, that the poor horsemen of the apocalypse, people can argue over what seals are open, what's going on, but they can't deny the obvious. The next plague that's coming upon the world and the United States is going to be a plague of darkness. And that plague of darkness can be attributed to the, the most active volcanic simultaneous eruptions that I can find in history. That ash goes up in the atmosphere, and at a certain point, the global dimming will be very problematic. Whether it's a giant asteroid coming into uh, uh, between uh, the sun and the earth, which there's plenty of news, asteroids here, asteroids there, planetoids here, planetoids there. And also, what people don't understand, when invisibility can be achieved by bending light rays, Advanced technology, and I believe it will be alien technology, can literally shut down for a period of time the uh, sun's ability to get rays to the earth. And we're already seeing that global dimming, uh, you know, and, and it's going to get worse. So if people want to deny the obvious, fine. But in denying the obvious, they end up dying early. And I don't believe that's God's will, that people die early. Well, it's not God's will, but God can only help those. Who Are you there? His... Yes, I'm here, Steve. Hello, Dave. Yeah, we just did a cutout. Sorry. Um, not sure what happened there, but Steve, what I was saying in response to what you just said is, no, God does not want us to die off, but it's incumbent on us to take steps to protect ourselves. Well, absolutely. And again, what uh, what is astonishing to me is that there, there is a time now that it's upon us, and I want to make this claim. Some people think in 30 days it gets better. Some people think in 60 days or 90 days. It doesn't get better from here. There's nothing in the pipeline. That's what people understand. We're eating yesterday's harvest. We're eating yesterday's uh, uh, meat that's been raised. We're eating yesterday's fruit, and there's no guarantee for tomorrow. And so I'm telling you, Famine is coming. Famine is here. And if people don't understand that the transportation industry is shutting down, imports are shutting down, exports are shutting down, and the whole economy now teeters as on a, on a fulcrum or a teeter-totter, and they're pumping in trillions of dollars, actually more than that, tens of trillions of dollars overnight to keep the stock market from breaking below 20000 so we've got, you know, the time period when all that a man has will he sell for his pottage. Just like when Esau, you know, sold his birthright to Jacob in the Old Testament, he was hungry. And people will lose it when they become hungry. And New York City, one minute, I know you saw this today, de Blasio, and I call him de blah blah Blasio, basically said one thing early in the day and then denied it. Fox News said, de Blasio said New York's not going to shut down. The Daily Mail carried an article where they quoted him in absolute detail. He says he wants 8 million people to stay in their homes. I'm telling you, God is bringing the United States to a standstill. And Dave, you know, I think that people have got to understand a standstill. The airlines are already talking about not flying. We know that trucking, some of the biggest trucking firms have shut down. 
independent truckers, I'm sure, contact you. They contact me and they say, Steve, there are no loads. That's because China hasn't come up to 100% uh, re, uh, what would you say, remanufacturing. And by the way, some of these factories that shut down can take months and months and months to come back online. So, you know, I know there are people saying that, and I, I'm telling you this, I challenge them and uh, I'll openly debate them. And the thing is, is that even at debate, if I can lay out every reason why, it will boil down to this. Well, I don't feel you're right. Feelings have nothing to do with it. It's empirical evidence. Now, that's what I've been saying on podcasts I've been doing. I've said, trust nobody when they say, I'm the expert from so-and-so. Say, where's your data? What's your level of significance in your research? Is it replicable? And if they can't answer those questions, then their words are worth nothing. Well, you know, everybody's got feelings, and I tell people, but you're entitled to your feelings, but that doesn't mean they're accurate. doesn't mean they're right, you know? doesn't mean anything other than you have feelings. And I think that this is what happens to people. They want the comfort zone more than they want the truth. And I think that people have got to understand that the whole world lies, L-I-E-S, and the evil one. So, Dave, it's just like you. You, you are alt-media. I'm alt-media. Other people are alt-media. Mike Adams is doing a great job as a scientist. And what do they do? They attack his credibility. They attack what he knows. And listen, he is telling people like it is. And uh, even one of the guys that wrote for him was talking about the pandemic, uh, WHO, World Health Organization bonds, that start out at $500 million and now have been uh, basically derived into or, or alternate uh, debt instruments, derivatives, have been issued against it as $5 trillion. Those come due April 9th. So everything is pointed to something that's very, very basic, and that's simply this. It's not business as usual. usual. Uh, I know. L let me ask you a couple practical questions. When the absolute collapse comes, and there's no denying it's going to come, what's going to happen with home mortgages and outstanding debts? I don't see any way that it can be collected on a mass scale. It can't, and the only way it could be enforced is with military. And if you remember, the United States collateralized a lot of mortgages, mortgage-backed securities. They were packaged and sold to sovereign wealth funds under George Bush uh, Jr., and also it started under senior, but under they were given eminent domain, meaning they have the right to come in and enforce their, quote, financial interests. And the United Nations would back them up. And, I, and here's the thing that I think is really important. You know, at the end of the day, Dave, the only way to keep what you've got is to keep what you've got and be willing to pay the price to keep what you've got. Americans were not now, at this generation, not willing to pay the price for our freedom. They can't even define our freedom. They can't even define our history. So the liberal, uh, I don't forget that word, the communists and the education system have so divorced the contemporary youth of this generation from reality and history that they can't answer any questions. You know, the man on the street or the woman being interviewed, they're clueless. So they don't have any understanding of the roots of freedom. That's why they will accept the fruits of communism and collectivism. That's why Bernie I mean, you know, you and I 10 years ago would say no way would somebody like Bernie Sanders come on the scene and be able to get, what, 50 percent of, of, of the U.S. voters population. Let me make this clear. 
when a nation forgets God, and this, this nation that used to honor God has forgotten God, people can argue with that all they like. But I ask them this. I said, why are we experiencing these problems when the greatest generation have ever lived? Obviously, our fathers built this magnificent country. And, and you know, now we're seeing the total denigration of everything. Capital. Capital is built on others' uh, investment, earnings, profit, and future concern. There's no future concern. We are in the time period, in my opinion, as the Bible described, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Yeah, I, I, I think our faith can sustain us but to, a, to a certain level. I mean, we've talked about this long time ago when we said this day was coming, and I want to point out to the audience, this is not I told you so, this is a fact. Steve and I did a show, a couple shows, 11, 12 years ago. And we said this day was coming and that this nation will not survive, but individual survival is possible. And we went into great detail, and here we are. And it was what Doug Hagman and I talked about maybe a month ago when Doug said, you know, Dave, all the things we used to write about years ago is now coming to fruition right now. Uh, Steve, I want to direct this real quickly, though. You, you, I know you're of the opinion that we're entering or have entered the tribulation. Can you address that? Sure. First of all, in Matthew 24, and I want to deal with Matthew 24, and I'm going to take people to uh, the book of Revelation, and I want to just read the word, if I might, okay? All right. Jesus answered and said unto them, this is Matthew 24, starting at verse 4, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must first come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation. By the way, that word in Greek is ethnos against ethnos, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse or different places. And all these are the beginning of sorrows. When you go to the word of God on the great tribute, or excuse me, on great tribulations, Jesus never put the word that in front of it, okay? And let me give everybody an example. I believe the word that, you know, inserted in front of, of great is an attempt to separate out the time period and tribulations from the, if you will, the uh, ongoing descent of the time that Jesus warned about. He said there'd never be a time like that. And so Matthew 24, 21 says this, you know, for then shall be great tribulation, not the great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Everybody you know, Dave, everybody I know that is even absolutely aware of the time knows that, that where does your life go? It seems like Today is uh, the day after yesterday, but, you know, remember where you were 12 years ago. Remember five years ago. Actually, remember where you were a year ago. What you were talking about, everything's being compressed. And I believe that's because Jesus is making it very clear the time we have entered into. So the tribulation period is unlike anything that's ever been. Obviously, technology has advanced. The mark of the beast is coming on the scene where no man might buy, rent, or sell except he take the mark. 
And people argue, is it a forehead? Is it a tattoo? Is it an electronic implant? And they'll argue over everything, but they won't go to the main point. The main point is when you crash the old world, you crash the cash. And now we're being told that cash is dirty, blah, blah, blah. When you have a total surveillance society, and by the way, it was U.S. companies under the control, in my opinion, of the Luciferians, the globalists, to bring China totally under control, the most populous country in the world, and that's all in place in the United States, just waiting for the right time. And we're, we're there. You cash the global economic system. You have to bring on a new world system. And it's going to be based on biometrics down to your DNA. It's going to be based on everything and anything that they know about you. And they know pretty much everything. And the point is, is that this is a time period that Jesus said there's never been a time like it nor would be again. So the context, if you take your, your uh, trigger finger and your thumb and, and spread it out and keep it kind of in an inverted C, that's the context that people know. They know what was normal. They know what they're living now. But take those and, and take your whole hand down, and the whole room is what's coming at you. Do you get the mental picture? Oh, I get it, yeah, and that's exactly where we're at. Yeah, that's where we're at. And so, uh, you know, the the thing is is that we're now in a time and there are people that argue uh you know i've got a new term the people that believe in the rapture will say this tribulation can't come because we're out of here i saw a famous evangelist no name saying you know he can't wait for the rapture what happens to those preachers that have told people that and now their people can't feed themselves and again i want to make this clear dave there is no food beyond what people can get now, what they'll barter for, what they'll trade for, and what they'll grow or not grow, because Celeste, and I think you've had her on your show, haven't you? Soon. We're going to do this soon, yes. She's actually probably, she's the document lady from her years in FEMA, from her years in DHS, Department of Homeland Security. The bottom line is the actual global diet is so insanely low that they want to kill everybody off the famous statement was you know henry kissinger with oil we control the world with famine or food we control the people and you remember uh what's her famous name you've quoted her before the u.n spokeswoman that said basically we control food we control who lives and who dies yeah that is, is jumped out of my head but i remember the quote yes well yeah. they've all they've all said it in, in fact we've have policies in place both UN and our domestic policies, especially under continuity of government, that they can take anything from us they want. Yes, they can. And so that's what I said. Ownership now means what are you willing to keep? And remember, our forefathers in the Revolutionary War, our military all the way through, and I would say until Korea, we had the, uh, if you will, we had the American dream to keep it going. And now the American dream turns into an, an ultimate uh, nightmare, you know. And uh, the thing is, is that you and I talked about tribulations. And for instance, and again, uh, it, it's important for people to understand that. It's not just a singular thing. Uh, Paul talking in the Ephesians, Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. And it says this, so that we ourselves glory to you in the churches of God for your patience and faith and all your persecutions 
and tribulations that ye endure. Jesus said, those who endure to the end shall be saved. How do you endure if you can't feed yourself, your family, your children? How do you endure? People will run to the government, and that's why all the camps exist, and you've, you've said they're already being staffed. That's true. They're getting ready. They're preparing. And when people go to the grocery stores and the wholesalers and all of the people that make sure what is growing in the field, which is processing the food plants that goes on the shelf, when all of that is interrupted, there's no food. So where do you go? Where, where is the average person going to go, Dave? Well, I want to tell people, get on your knees. God said his sheep hear his voice. Jesus said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And, you know, the Bible, even King David, when he's running for his life, says, and I believe a lot of people will be running for their lives in the days ahead. Days ahead. David said, I have been young and now I am old, but I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. I have prayed for people and I still do. God, you sent manna from heaven. Lord, you're able to send, send manna from heaven, this is what I'm praying right now, to our brethren that are, are starving in China. These are people who love Jesus. I, I send it to our Iranian uh, brethren. But see, Dave, in that, my opinion, Christians could care less. The majority, very few speak out, I mean, against what's going on, the slaughter, the martyrdom. And yet those same people who are facing slaughterdom, and martyrdom, and slaughterdom is one of my words, they are absolutely praying for America that when our day of testing comes, we don't faint. And I've got to tell you, we are at our point where the testing is going to be great because not enough people would listen. The mind control, as William Casey stated, will know our efforts have been effective when everything the American people believe is a lie, I believe we're there, where 5G will be what's called pentadeath. The 5G will manipulate the bioweapon. And I'm on record from the first day Wuhan virus was released. I said it came out of the lab. It's a bioweapon. And, and I know I was one. And please, this isn't bragging, but setting the record straight. When CRISPR technology was discovered by Kerry Mullis, and Kerry Mullis is now, he passed away. He shared the Nobel Prize for that. It's really important that people understand what CRISPR technology was. You can call it gene splicing, take a string, a ruler, cut out from uh, inches four to inches eight, and insert animal DNA, insert uh, pathogenic DNA, and then you uh, genetically tie it back together and without what's called, and this is, this is a little technical, but it's, it's important, the proteins and the bacteria, the bacteria that made that protein reassembling possible came out of Yellowstone Park in the mushroom geyser pool. I talked about that, you know, what, I don't know, at least seven, eight years ago. And so I said, and here's my attempt at humor, I said, you know, I don't think people understand, but this is going to get out of hand. And instead of CRISPR technology, we're going to turn into crispy critters. Yeah, I'm afraid you're right. And the 5G is the wild card. And uh, there's so much documentation out there, and I've covered this in my writings, that show that viruses and diseases within can be triggered by frequencies from without. And this is what we're seeing. And just real quickly, Steve, 60 gigahertz is where 5G peaks. And see, that eliminates phlegm in the lungs, and this is the dry 
respiratory failure. It describes it, what's happened in China. And I interviewed Paul Martin. I'm releasing this in the morning, and I'll send it over to you. His daughter called him, uh, and she's a senior nurse in Tulsa. And she said, Dad, I'm going to start sounding like you, a conspiracy theorist, but this is what's happened. People are walking out the street in their 20s and 30s, so forget what the government's saying, and they're dying of respiratory failure, and they're dying of heart attacks. And I maintain that 5G is a part of this, and it's also the reinfection. I bet a lot of these people, this is their second time around on the coronavirus, because that's what happened in China. Well, I believe there are three viruses, and you know, Dave, I wrote the book 20 years ago, please, 20 years ago going on record as the, if you will, the binary viral weapons that would be loosed. Obviously, you know, in those days after the breakup of the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union, now Russia, some of their lead bioscientists, bioweapons engineers came and told the West, even the uh, Weldon Committee, uh, you know, and Congress, you know what we did? We laughed at them, okay? I know. And, and I mean, so here, here is something, too, that people have got to understand. Uh, let me run through this, if I might. Because How much time do we have? I don't oh, know. we've got plenty of time, my friend. We're, we're um, um, 30 minutes. Okay, good. Now, I want to I give people something. There's two camps. There's the camps that believe COVID-19 is all fake. And I'll, I'll explain to you, COVID-19, I'm novel coronavirus. It's also human generated. So let me just run through some facts, okay? I've got them in front of my screen because uh, thank God, I, I, and I mean that genuinely. And, you know, and I, and, and I can't count, Steve. We're probably at about 18 minutes. I'm sorry. Okay. But first of all, COVID-19 is in fact engineered variant of the novel coronavirus created by humans. Mm-hmm. It uses, excuse me, CRISPR technology, gene splicing to des- accomplish the desired goals and behavior of the virus. Now, here's the question. If the virus is a hoax, why would China lock down 400 million people and shoot to kill if you cross the roadblocks? Again, you can ask, why would they lock people literally in cells or houses where they board the houses shut? And how come, if the virus is fake, then why are the skies above China crystal clear without haze, Dave? You remember China's got the world's worst pollution because they have so many factories going, okay? But yet you can look at a satellite photo and you can see, hey, guess what? The skies are blue. And if the and and this is the case, too. Uh, If the virus is fake, then why did the oil shipments to China seize? Obviously, China uses oil in a lot of their plants and a lot of their manufacturing. And if the virus is fake, then why are people dropping dead in the streets? You saw the video, the horrific video of people screaming and madness, and and, and they're starving those people. They're not sending, you know, a meal a deal or meal on wheels to them, and I'm not making fun of anything. This breaks my heart. If suddenly the factories are all running full speed, where are the products from those factories? By the way, there are all of the shipping containers that were being manufactured at an unparalleled rate. They're all stacked up on the docks on their side of the pond, and they're all stacked up on our side of the pond. Truckers are informing me they're not getting any loads. The most significant question, if there's no virus, why would China have built and now put in operation 50 furnaces which can burn a 1,000 bodies per hour? The satellites are picking up the sulfur emissions from those furnaces, and the satellite sophistication is beyond what most people think or know. 
Where did all the black ash come that fell on Japan? Now, here's what's also important for people to understand. If someone's denying all this, as China is now denying all this, what is gained by uh, radio talk show hosts, not you, but others saying, you know, this is all a hoax. It's all designed to, you know, bring us in the new world order. But it's the virus is absolutely real. You know the story about uh, uh, Dean Kuntz's Wuhan 400 virus written yeah. in, what, 1981? Yeah, exactly. Okay, how, how does a novelist, and by the way, I asked, I asked my source, highly placed, I said, how would you describe what's going to happen to New York? He said, Steve, do you remember the movie Escape from New York with Kurt Russell? Hey, one of my favorite shows, you know, what was it, Snake Pitskin or Plitskin? Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, and he said, he said, that's how Hollywood is prepping it. And then he said, what's the next one? And he, he basically, I said, well, Escape from Los Angeles. He said, you get what's going to happen there? You remember when even uh, uh, non, I mean, people like, uh, what's his name, Dr. Drew, who used to have his TV shows, basically said, do you understand with the homeless, you're breeding uh, incubation grounds for bubonic plague and other plagues? Well, look, the Democrats, and I'm sorry, it is a political statement, are responsible for that. They're the ones that said we don't need God. Yet, I'll tell you what, they better reconsider that statement because they're going to need God. So, if the skies above are so beautiful with white clouds and everything, and China used to be the world's greatest polluter, maybe that could be argued with India, but by satellites, they're clear. I think when you take all those issues into play, it's obvious the statement that they're 100% back to manufacturing because one battery... Uh, producer may not be in one of the hot zones. And again, uh, if you take the gross production of rice, you take the population, you take an average sized portion of rice, and most people forget this, Mao Zedong was able to come to power because he promised what? A bowl of rice for every Chinese? How many people did Mao Zedong kill in his own country? 50 million? Yeah, the, the, the whole Chinese regime has yes. killed 76 million. That's why I believe they released this virus on themselves and also wanted to destabilize the United States so they can get Trump out. Well, I agree with that. And and someone said, well, they would never do that. Well, contrary to popular belief, the Chinese are the oldest civilization in the world. They even predate ancient Egypt. Their dynasties, one more time, are notorious for killing tens of millions of people during the various dynasties. And everybody in the West... Yeah, and I mean, I can't believe it. The left-wing press is is taking the word of the Chinese who basically have a problem with the truth and then spinning it. And, and like I said, Dave, how many times do they have to change their story to basically try and cover up and cover over? Look, we didn't invent the Wuhan virus, contrary to popular belief. You know, every country in the world steals each other's biologicals. And for the record, China has four other bio labs all over China. And so just the fact that this is an ongoing attack upon the United States, as you have correctly stated, yet the denial. If I asked you preliminary, just this question, if you heard continual denial against all evidence that you know to be true, 
What would you think of the person denying all the evidence that you know to be true, not to think to be true, but even like I said, you know, hey, where's all the oil? That Everything's ceasing. Oil shipments to China have ceased. So what would you say to that? Well, I'd say, first of all, you either got a bad case of cognitive dissonance or you're a liar. Yeah. And if you're a liar, what do you have to gain by lying, especially as it applies to American citizens? Well, you want, to, you want to manipulate, excuse me, manipulate them into the corner to where you can have your way with them and get rid of the useless eaters and then basically prepare to enter the new digital new world order age. Absolutely. And what is, and, and please, I mean, I know you know the answer, but what is the motto of the globalists concerning the new world order? Well, if you talk about just us, average people, particularly Christians, they want to get rid of 90% of us. They want a feudalistic model. They want, You know what comes to mind, Steve? The lifestyle that most people have that will survive this, it'll be like the opening 20 minutes in the first Hunger Games movie. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and how, can, how can we make that statement? Bob Griswold made a good point. He said, you need to understand what happened even to Europe after World War II. Men would sell their wives and daughters for sex just for a can of sea rations. It, the brutality against women is off the charts. And for the record, people won't like this, but the Chinese have already categorized. They have already made their decisions on who lives, who dies. All men are basically toast. But women are promised to the uh, Chinese military because, you know, they killed all their women. There's not enough Chinese women to go around. And China's on record as saying if they destroyed every man, woman and child in America, that's their destiny. And we got half their population. They still have twice our population. And that's what I believe, Dave, this, those uh, empty cities were designed for the survivors. And that's what's going to have the whole uh, I would say this, the whole focus of the empty cities brought in. China, I believe, uses 40% of all the world's concrete in their building. And so, you know, we're there. And by the way, let me just say this one thing. The Volcano movie that's out at Cascadia, the big one, they can go on my website, stevequail.com, click on the link, they can download it, and you're going to find it becomes more and more uh, problematic because for the first time in history since uh, the 19th, uh, 2019, July 5th, the 7.1 Ridgecrest earthquake, and you and I did a show on this together, maybe a couple shows, people have got to understand, never has NASA flown all of the flights are flying 24-7 up and down Cascadia off the East Coast where a huge volcanic caldera has opened. Geologists living outside the U.S. in fear of their lives have told me this. And so here's the thing. Notice the word, geologists, volcanologists, and there's a gag order on the truth. What was the first thing that was done, you know, after Trump's meeting? The, the gag order. You know this under, the, under all of the different, you know, quote, disclosure, secrecy, top secret, all that stuff. It's only designed for one thing to keep the truth from the American people because they don't want the American people to get it because the American people would throw them out and they can't have that. Well, the thing is, is we have 400 million handguns in this country and we have veterans that won't go along with the plan if they understand what they're against. And I believe most, most of the military would defect too. This is why they have to have a total shutdown on information. I understand in Tulsa, and this didn't come from Paul, this came from a third party. 
that uh, the CDC now is in Tulsa controlling all press releases about what I told you happened with coronavirus deaths. So they have to deceive us completely. Absolutely. And, 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 and look, you know this, that if, what is an army may move on its feet, but it bites on its stomach. When you've got the number one problem with the military is being able to feed them. Even Genghis Khan realized that. And, you know, they ate curded, or curdling milk and put it in their saddlebags, and they were be able to pretty much ride nonstop and have food to eat. It was a protein source. You've got to recognize everyone, and I think this is critical. All the guns and, and all the ammo without a critical supply of food, medicine, and the ability to take care of your wounded is of no avail because you can be starved into submission. Now, I believe we're going into civil war. I believe it's going to hit the streets. I believe it will initiate in New York City, just as David Wilkerson stated. You'll see burning and you'll see pillaging. And the food will run out in New York City, my guess is, in under three days. People say, well, how can you say that? Simple. Look at Costco, toilet paper, and what's gone in Costco. And again, what's astonishing to me, based on all of the pictures I've seen, there are a few exceptions, but people wanted toilet paper, uh, hand wipes, sanitizing hand wipes, and they wanted masks, okay? If, if, uh, if it's understood, the word novel, novel, coronavirus novel, I am told there are 14 strains of that. The, the Chinese and their weapons policy, their bioweapons policy, is that you, have, you don't just unleash a single bioweapon, you unleash bio, multiple bioweapons. You fake the, uh, if you will, the initial release of the bioweapon is designed to make people sick and extend the incubation then you hit them with the number two punch, which is the reinfection, i.e. being called Z1, as in Z, zebra one. And then you followed up with a hemorrhagic version, which is already being released in Africa and Ethiopia. And that is a, that would be a CCHF, Crimean Congo hemorrhagic fever. And Dave, when that whole thing came out, and I wrote about it 20 years ago, what I was trying to tell people, again, there is no way most people will believe ahead of time when you tell them what's going to happen at a certain time. Would you agree with that? Well, I agree, and this is why uh, food and uh, distribution of other critical resources is so backlogged, because people waited till it was too late. And, and I would say this. Tell me, you know, I'm just throwing this out. Tell me what you think. I think for 90% of the people, it's too late. Well... <sighs> Okay, if they have enough to get through three to four months uh, supplies, they can restock right now, and I think they got a reasonable chance of getting it. And I say reasonable, not guaranteed. Um, I would go on to say that the mindset is what's going to keep people from surviving. Um, they may have resources, but they don't have the proper psychology. They don't understand that they're going to have to deal with cabin fever, that they're going to have to defend their perimeter. They're going to have to make allies, you know, with their neighbors. Uh, they think that they can just go it alone and the storm will pass over and life will return to normal. Life is not going back to normal. That's probably the most powerful statement that can be made about what's now happening and what the future is. Uh, let me just tell people what's going on in the metals market. I've said for years and years and years, the time will come when people want gold, silver, platinum, whatever, precious metals, and it won't be available at any price. 
the official price in your area, by the way, some of the gold dealers are selling gold for $2,300 an ounce. Oh. Is no silver in the United States from the primary distributors. I'm not talking 10, 20 ounces, but it is so now. Remember, only, well, I think you talked, you and I talked about this. There's only a half a percent of people that ever purchase gold and silver in what I would call the physical market. Now you've got about 2% of the people running for it, that's four times, and ex expecting that the people that have it who bought it at sixteen, seventeen hundred an ounce gold are going to sell it at twelve, thirteen hundred. It's unreal, and people now recognize that the manipulation and control of paper money absolutely is not related to what you end up with in your hand. Let's talk about inflation. Mnuchin said today, I call him Munchkin. Mnuchin said today, the Secretary of Treasury, they're going to give thousand bucks to everybody, and I think President Trump said they're going to put a ninety-day moratorium on. Uh, filing your taxes. I got to say this. I prefer that to foreign aid. And I believe President Trump is right in that we've got to quit supporting everybody else and take care of us. But you can't drain the swamp when you basically move them into your swimming pool and invite everybody over to go swimming in your pool. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So we have basically the equivalent of, I would say, the most voracious beast in humanity trying to uh, take us down in this country because the Antichrist, what I was getting for, remember their motto is order out of chaos. That means the new world order has to create chaos in the old world order, like uh, uh, Michael Savage's borders language culture. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the fact that we've got a communist running for the president who did really pretty well, docking Bernie Sanders, and now you've got Joe Biden who has... Uh, I mean, every indication of dementia and senility, and yet that's the best the Democrats can feel. And see, it's even beyond that, Dave, Dave when, when a society goes collectively insane, what difference does it make? Who takes the helm of it? Because the people themselves have a mindset that will not accept reality. Well, that's the big thing. Not accepting reality is the key statement right there. And this is why people are going to find themselves in a world of hurt. Look, at I've done reasonable precautions, and I've prepared reasonably. But as I do my own internal surveying, I keep finding gaps in what I should have done. And some of the gaps I have, I'm not going to be able to erase. That's, I mean, I've made mistakes, and I've been on top of it. So people that just have kind of casually said, well, i got an extra car jar of peanut butter, they're going to get destroyed, Steve. The other thing I, I wanted to... Um, bring up here really quickly let's assume that trump gains control because he's surrounded by traitors in the cdc never trumpers but let's assume he gets control and we get this virus situation under control and i'm just speaking hypothetically that's just the beginning of the next phase there the other side's never going to stop i believe at that point we will become the next bosnia civil war Viet Cong style is every paramilitary, every terrorist, you know, Antifa, the whole group will come out of the woodwork and we'll have endless war on our soil until we're weakened to the point where the Chinese invade us. What do you think? Well, I think that's absolutely accurate. And I think everybody should remember under the Obama administration that the fast and furious, the whole gun running thing. And remember, Dave, we talked, we did shows. You did it. You wrote articles on it on billions of dollars worth of billions of rounds of ammo. 
firearms, you know, the latest firearms, the latest, greatest firearms, deals made between certain government agencies and the gangs to quit blowing everybody away, and at the right time, they'd be turned loose. Where did all the billions of rounds go and the millions or however many hundreds of thousands of guns go? They went into key areas to be given to the revolutionaries because, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know the history, you'll miss this point. You never come to power in a revolutionary way without taking out anywhere from 30 to 50 million people. Dave, you wrote the article mm -hmm. on Wall and, and the Weather Underground. You take the population now. I remember the show you and I did together. And that's the big thing that people don't understand. They say, well, we're still a United States. No, we're not. We are a divided nation. We are divided, as Jesus stated, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And we've turned into what I call a techno-serfdom, a world of techno-serfdom. Obviously, people that work for high tech, you know, they've got meager wages, while the people that own the high tech have got billionaires. I want to put something in everybody's mind. All the billionaires have left the United States. Yes, they have. And that, and how we know that? All aircraft, all the Gulfstreams, all the Learjets, mostly Gulfstreams, have tail numbers. You can find, you can find them on Flight Tracker, and that's how somebody found Bezos in Auckland, New Zealand. Most of them headed to South America. You know, South America. Hmm. Who else fled to South America? Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sieg Heil, my friend. Yep. Um, Steve, this has been so enlightening, and I know as long as we're on the air, we're going to have to do an update. But I would be remiss with uh, Branson changing gears. We really need to work hard at getting the word out. So again, let's go ahead and review the dates, what's available, and so forth in the moment or two we have left. Okay, thank you, Dave. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Branson is going to be a live streaming event. It's going to be uh, the dates between May 12th and 14th. And I think it's really important that people understand we didn't choose that to change it from the live event. Situations that, first of all, Branson, Missouri, last week, the 30% of their food became unavailable, Dave. Unavailable. Yeah. And, and so how do you feed 2,000 people? Well, the answer is this, you can't. And so the other thing is, is all the speakers are on board. They're going to basically, how do I say this? They're gonna give it their best. All of their PowerPoints will be incorporated into uh, their presentation. We will be able to allow people to stay in their homes and, and get the best of, uh, best of the best. So in essence, I think that the idea is to put everyone or keep everyone in, out of harm's way to give them the information that's going to be so necessary. You remember, you were there when I said the world, after one of the uh, Branson conferences, I think it was 2018, the word normal would never be used again. It would never be used again. And everything you knew as normal is gone forever. Well, you know what they said about me. I'm a doomsdayer, blah, 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 blah. And I want to make it clear, I am not a conspiracy theorist. I am a conspiracy realist. And what is a conspiracy realist? If you understand the definition of conspiracy, and most people don't, the thing is, is that it comes right to mind that we are at that time where everything has changed 
and nothing will be the same anymore. That's exactly right. Life will never be the same. Steve, my friend, we are totally out of time. Um, I will post, I'm going to put this into an article as soon as possible, and I will post the brands and information. So those of you feverishly taking notes as you listen to this, I will also articulate it in article form uh, when we post this interview with Steve. Steve, uh, continued good work, good luck. Let's hope we can stay online as long as possible because I think we're putting out life-saving information. Thank you, Dave. God bless you. Thank you, Steve. Everybody else, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you back here next time.